What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Making Podcasts Great Again. I am your tech stuff guy, Jay Nog, and we are here, of course, with the president of Mar-a-Lago of the United States of America, Mr. Donald J. Trump. Taking it all in, Mr. President, how are you? Taking it all in. That's what we always say to Roger Stone's wife. <laughs> Total pro. How's uh, how's your week been going? Well, actually, we spoke the other day. Um, thank you. I really appreciate the the girl dad advice. I told my wife about some of the advice. She just nodded at me and didn't say a word. She just nodded the whole time. Uh, she might not have had a great uh, Trump level girl dad herself, so she might not really understand the power of the lessons. But uh, you know, I'm had. I didn't realize that was you. You were the same uh, same guy. Same guy. Yep. Well, you're welcome, and uh, good luck. I appreciate that. Now, Mr. President, I know you have not been um, to Washington in a, in a few, but I want to know how you feel about this. Uh, Georgia Rep. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, what do you think of her? I mean, one of the all-time best. You know, I don't want to say, you know the love I have for Big Huck, mm-hmm. okay? But that is... That is a Mount Rushmore Trump loyalist. She is so talented, so tough. Uh, You know, normally I don't like women whose arms are bigger than their breasts, but I make a a very strong exception for Matthew Taylor Green. It's it's Marjorie. You're you're calling her a man's name. You're calling her Matthew. Uh, Okay. Well, okay. Maybe I misspoke. Okay. You know, Mitchell Green is a, uh, you know, almost sounds like a black, but she's tough. You know, she got the big arms and a lot of attitude. And it's, yeah, the Democrats don't want to mess with her. Uh, no, they don't. What do you think of what she said? I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but to summarize it, she compared masks, wearing masks in, um, in Congress, because there's a mandate to wear masks in Congress now to gold stores, gold stars the Jews had to wear in the Holocaust. That is the analogy she made, the comparison. I think, I think, you know, I think I normally don't criticize Mark, Mark Green, but <laughs> I will tell you the, I think that's disrespectful. I think, oh. I, I think, I think what they are doing with masks is worse than anything we've ever seen. And I think it's unfair uh, to make comparisons. Wait, are you saying it's it's unfair that they're wearing masks? What or? the Democrats and the left are doing with masks is like nothing we've ever seen before. And I don't think it's fair to compare it to other things because you sort of diminish the mask disgrace. You diminish it by comparing it to other things that happened in the past. Like it is an unprecedented disgrace you don't think they're just trying to stay safe until this until everybody gets their vaccines or at least herd immunity or something i mean people places are opening up they had almost a full capacity at the the next game i think it was half the other night for the playoff game sports are coming back they're um having what is this a bet online ag uh read <laughs> no but what i'm sports saying are is coming back we're or we're opening the country and if they're just trying to oh, thank out, God you said tree at the end of that. <laughs> if they've, 
we're opening the country. <laughs> if you do it like Polly Shore. <laughs> the Lisa. Don't ever do that impression again. No, I'm not the impression guy here. <laughs> well, no. you know, I do a great Shinzo, that we know. <laughs> yes. But I understand. I don't you just think it's despicable that she compared it to the Holocaust? How can you compare wearing masks where no one is dying except if you get COVID to being persecuted for being a group of people? I mean, that's totally different. Right. We persecute lots of groups all the time, but masks are like, you saw what happened in that movie with Cher and the big headed orange guy. You put a mask, you know, mask, you have a big head and you'll die. I mean, that's, I think at least the Holocaust, they didn't deform you with a big head before you died. Masks, you know, can turn you into crazy people like Jim Carrey. They can train, turn you into big headed orange head people like uh, Cher's son and mask. So I think masks are the worst. And I think anybody, I actually called um, Green. I called yes, Marjorie uh, Taylor Green. Right. Um, Mikhail Green. I called Mikhail Green and said, listen, dude, you don't make that comparison. The struggle that we are fighting with masks is unlike anything we've ever dealt with. There have been problems in the past, but what we're going through fighting the masks, I think it is, you know, hashtag never forget. Okay. I, don't you think you are getting upset about the wrong thing here? No. If comparing it to the Holocaust, do you really think mask wearing should be compared to the Holocaust where over I, 6 already, million excuse Jews me, were Excuse killed? me. Excuse me. I've already said I don't think the masks should be compared to anything. You're almost saying the masks are worse than the Holocaust is what you're no, no, I'm saying masks are worse. <laughs> it's not like anything. That's what I'm saying. I've, I've been uh, tech stuff. Obviously, we should have had a listening skills workshop on the bonus episode because that's exactly what I'm saying. So you think it's worse than the Holocaust? That's that's a crazy statement to make. I think it's because the left has ugly women and they want them to cover up their faces and they want to take the beautiful conservative women and make them cover up their faces. So you, you think it's a ploy to cover up people's faces? I do. And then, you know, when you're at a party and they say, Oh, masks only. I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? Have sex with their ear. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's an interesting take on, on this. Um, ha have you any updates? I know you're close with, with BB. Are there any updates on, on Israel? Uh, Israel's doing great. Uh, BB, you know, called me the other day and he said, and I said, hello, BB, you sound very tough. And he said, I am tough. Thank you for asking. And I now have beaten up six Palestinian children this morning. And I said, <laughs> Why only six? Did you have not? They didn't have your full breakfast. And he said, "I only wanted two scrambled eggs, but they only gave me one, so I only had the energy to defeat six Palestinian children." And I said, "Well, I would uh, next order of business: beat up that chef who only gave you one egg." 
and then he left and went up went to beat up his chef does bb know krav maga that's you know it's a famous martial art in israel uh i think bb invented krav maga <laughs> it's, it's krav maga <laughs> he well, invented I, it? well no i think he invented krav miyagi and that's why he has a dojo and he teaches people you're telling me bb he is the leader of israel and then also runs his own dojo on the side it's called bb dojo Have you been to it before when you were in Israel? I, I visited and he was standing there and they were all in there. What is it called? A gi? It's a gi. And he's standing there and he's gay and he says, there is no mercy in this dojo. <laughs> and they said, yes, baby. <laughs> and then he said, mercy is for the weak. And they said, yes, baby. And then uh, a little, a skinny Palestinian kid came in with his, Asian sensei and he said do we have a problem and the little sensei said no problem and then BB said please show these he said please show these people out Mr. Lawrence and I guess one of his students was named uh, Yonatan Lawrence <laughs> and he came over and he, and he showed him out and then some of BB's students beat up the Palestinian kid at a Halloween party. I think. And I then think. at the end of the tournament, <laughs> BB tried to beat up Jonathan Lawrence. <laughs> what happened? Jonathan Lawrence started his own dojo. Well, Jonathan got his own TV show called BB uh, BB Kai, <laughs> and. All of a sudden, BB was very busy being prime minister, but then BB showed up in season two <laughs> and said, I am back, Mr. Lawrence. So it was pretty good. You know, BB's very versatile. <laughs> this, this sounds like a show I've seen before. I think in the past, you've also mixed up this movie with something else as well, if I can remember correctly. I don't remember the incident, but I think you've you've mixed up the karate kid with, with other, with other things you've talked about. Well, no, that's, this is BB, BB dojo. And okay. it's uh, very simple. And uh, he's tough though. He's, he's a tough guy and he's, you know, he's, but he's teaching the young Israeli kids, very important lessons. You know, he's a most useful the week. <laughs> wow. Well, he seems like a great sensei. And he was, people don't know this about BB. He was in Vietnam. <laughs> was he? And he, and he he didn't fall into the pit of snakes. He was in Vietnam and the 1967 war. So he's, you know, he's very tough. He's very, very, very tough, man. Wow. I did not know that about BB. That's very interesting information, but everything is okay in Israel right now. Since the ceasefire, everything is, is peaceful. Well, except for BB walking around beating up, you know, middle school kids. Right. Except BB's, um, uh, bullying but besides that everything is okay uh it seems to be going well they have good technology they have gal gadot so i guess they're okay well that's good um there's not a i have a lot of pop culture news here um there's one other uh really newsworthy um article about you that um there's a man named 
Dan Bongino, the Dan Bongino show? No, I call him uh, Bongina. <laughs> you call him Bongino? Does he enjoy that nickname? You look at him and you realize if you look at Bongina, you look at him and say, no wonder this guy's such a strong conservative. He, he looks like, did you ever see True Romance? Yes. Remember the speech Dennis Hopper gives about Sicilians? Yes. Uh, Bongina, I look at him and I go, what is, what is, are you Sicilian? Or are you like, what part of Africa are you from in Sicily? <laughs> and I think that's why he's such a strong conservative because he's sort of very self-hating. Well, you must like this guy considering that his premiere episode on Fox is this week and you are his first interview. Oh, yes, I am. No, he's a very talented guy. He's a very loyal. He argues all the time with my former friend, uh, Araldo Rico Suave Rivera. Now, how do you know this man? You never really, you know, his name was really never brought up. I never really heard about this guy until I saw the article. Well, he's, you know, we have a lot of supporters out there and he's been a very sort of tough you know, I don't mean this as an insult, but he's sort of been a second-tier supporter. You know, he's not, a, he's not at the Tucker, Sean Hannity level, but he's been a very vocal supporter and uh, very aggressive on, on social media. And I think he's uh, one of the founders of Parler. Really? Or he's a, he, has a, he has a big stake in Parler. And that's, that's your, uh, and he your definite, social media And he platform. definitely says it with the hard R. Does it? Well, that's good. Well, he is in charge of it, so he should say it with the hard R, right? So, Dan Bongino show. How did the interview go? I know it didn't air yet, but can you give us like a sneak preview or um, any sort of any kind of in, inside information? I actually had to calm him down. He, he was he was saying, "Sir, I'm ready to go attack Sleepy Joe Biden for you, sir." And I said, "Calm down, Bongino. It's okay, <laughs> down boy." He's very aggressive. Who was he? He was a uh, bef before. Was he CIA? What was he? He was a Secret Service agent. Secret Service. So and he's I got... think, you know, there were certain presidents. I think they had to make sure they had to have a Secret Service to protect Obama from Bongina. <laughs> Bongina. Does he enjoy that nickname you gave him? I think he enjoys everything. You know, he's he's so loyal that I could, you know, I could shoot him on Fifth Avenue and he'd still be a fan. Well, that is extremely loyal. Do you think the interview went well? Because, you know, you can edit up these interviews. I'm sure you sat down with them for like an hour and probably only about 15 minutes are gonna, is going to air. Um, do you think the interview went well? Well, sure. You know, he's he's a... A loyal person. He's he's a fair person. He's fair and balanced. You know that's all I ask. I ask that people be fair, and they be strong, and they be nice. And if they're nice and strong and and fair, we we I can have a great interview with even a radical left person who doesn't act like a, a total piece of shit. Right. But what I'm trying to say is that it's his it's his first show. He wants ratings. You're not nervous that he, <coughs> excuse me, does like an edit job on you? Oh, no, we all, he, I mean, we did rapings after the show. So, you know, I didn't have to worry about getting those. I'm, I'm talking about editing things that you would say and, and stopping them. So it would seem out of context just to get written up in 
in the news and people tweeting about it to give more attention to his show. I mean, that would be something that I would be nervous about. No, no, he's a strong supporter. And like any normal journalism, I get final edits on his show. Do you really? You get final edits on a show that you are guesting on. That's that's amazing. Okay, well then you well, don't have to you know worry about text, any of this. You know what tech stuff? It's called power. You should try it sometime. It was on stars and it had a lot of African Americans. Oh, not not racist. Not at all. Well, uh, I, I can't wait to see the interview. I know you um, don't do many interviews anymore. So oh, I did OAN. I did OAN last week. Right, but that was the one Polynesian interview. slut. Chanel Rion. <laughs> that's that's that her is, nickname. That is a thirsty bitch. <laughs> and I say that with great love and respect. Of course. I, I felt the love and respect when you said thirsty bitch. Now, Mr. President, before we head to our, our next topic, uh, we have an awesome sponsor this week, and that is betonline.ag. I know you bet on uh, use betonline.ag for all your sports betting. I use it on, on, unfortunately I did not put money on Phil Mickelson this, this weekend. And uh, I'm sure that was a nice big payday for a 50 year old to win the PGA championship. But you know, Phil, Phil yes. called me after Phil called me after and he said, sir, I'm glad you weren't there. Cause you would have beaten me. The, we're going to get to your, your golf in, in a minute, Mr. President. But Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. We have, of course, baseball's in full swing. We have NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. Every single weekend, there's a UFC or an MMA match where you can bet on there, and you can even bet on reality TV shows. It's real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They also have a casino. You can bet on blackjack and poker and roulette. So if you're not into sports betting, they have their own casino that you can play table games at. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. That's right. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and take advantage of the 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. I know listeners have used this. They tweeted at us about this. You put in CLNS50, promo code CLNS50, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So you get 50% more money on your first deposit. So make it a big deposit because you're going to get more money from betonline.ag. So that's promo code CLNS50 for 50% welcome bonus only on your first deposit. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. It's betonline.ag. Now, Mr. President, we were talking about golf, and Phil Mickelson won the PGA Championship at age 50, which is pretty amazing, beating out all these 20-year-olds and uh, 30-year-olds. I mean, a 50-year-old winning it, and he had some amazing, amazing shots. Now, there was a video going around on TMZ about you. Um, your golf swing is very unorthodox. It almost reminds me of, of when, if you ever seen Donald Duck in a cartoon when he's about to golf, he, he walks up to the ball and like takes these little short swings and then just, and then hits it really hard. And there's a shot of you hitting a ball right into the water. Now for a man who plays golf so much, you couldn't clear the water hazard on your own golf course. And this was at a Bedminster. Um, struggled during the round of golf, people are saying in the article. 
tell us what happened really. I was golfing with some friends. Okay. And as you know, I'm a very strong golfer. And even though it's not Black History Month, the club gave me a black caddy. And so I said, okay, very nice. You know, I'm going to maintain strong presidential composure. And I said, well, I know what I'll do. I'll do something I've never done in my entire golf career, and that's make a bad shot. So I hit the ball into the water and said, okay, sorry, caddy, I need you to go get that water. I need you need to get that ball in the water. But as you know, African-Americans aren't known for their swimming skills. And he went in to get the ball and he drowned. And because he was not a strong swimmer and also because uh, I held him down in the water. And then they assigned me a new caddy and I had a great round of golf after that. Did you hit it? You hit it on purpose into the water so the black caddy would go in there even though he doesn't know how to swim? Tech stuff. Is there a... Uh... Is there an, uh, an audio issue? There is no on? audio issue. I'm just kind of shocked that you you basically murdered a man on your golf course. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. That is false. Well, you knew no, someone didn't know how to swim, and then you made him go. I into- assumed I assumed he couldn't swim because sometimes strong stereotypes are true. <laughs> Did he say anything when you said go in the water? Did he just just, just jumped in? We were by the water and he said, uh, sir, he called me, sir. And That's he said, good. sir, I can't. And I kicked him in the water and I said, get my ball. <laughs> so I don't know what the rest of the, I can't, uh, maybe it was, I can't believe it's not butter. You know, he might've been saying that. So I had no idea. <laughs> so, so you didn't really hear him say anything. Just, I can't. And then blah, 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 That's it. And then, you know, as he was, you know, I assumed he was an Obama fan cause he's African American. And I said, Yes, we can. And then we walked away. You don't feel bad about any of these actions, Mr. President. Any, you don't take any sort of, uh, you don't feel bad about any decisions you've ever, ever made? Um, no, I feel bad about a few. There was the time I was supposed to drive um, Martha Maples uh, to, plan pa- to plan parenthood. And I had a re- I actually was golfing and missed it. And unfortunately that night she said, darling, I've decided to keep it. And I said, should have driven you. <laughs> so not having uh, one of your children aborted is is something that you regret, a decision that you regret. Which child would have it been? Well, alleged child. No, we don't know. I don't know that she was, you know, but it's uh, it's the uh, Tracy, the Tracy, the Tracy Trump. Tiffany. Tiffany. Oh, you oh. got the right letter. Tiffany is. Talia, Talia, you're saying Talia Trump? 
tell you. I mean, you you say that you think you say my headphones don't work, but Tara Trump, Tiffany Trump, Tiffany, Tiffany, like Tiffany, like the jewelry store. I'm sure you've gone shopping Who's, there a lot. You know, we got to stop attacking. You know, from what I've heard, we've been having too many attacks on jewelry stores. Is, is that how it's been going? I turn on the news and, you know, in, in Israel, they were saying there's been, a, you know, there are attacks on, on jewelry people. I think it's just Jews, Jews in Palestine. Well, they can, you know, they can shorten it to however they want to say it. You are. You know, right. I like, out of respect, I refer to them by their full name. Jewelry. The jewelry people. I don't know if Jews, I don't think Jew is short for jewelry people. Is that what you think? Since they all work in the Diamond District? <laughs> Diamond Dallas Page. You like Diamond Dallas Page? Oh, he's a wrestler. And by the way, not a Hall of Fame wrestler yet, I don't think. Um, I'm not sure about that, but he does have a very successful uh, yoga business. And he'll never get into the Wrestling Hall of Fame doing radical left yoga. <laughs> I don't know if his yoga is really radical left. It's pretty radical left. When you when you were finishing Netflix, did you see the Jake the Snake Roberts documentary with Diamond Dallas Page? Uh, no, but I heard. I heard that they were both very weak. And uh, we're not strong wrestlers, and now they had to do yoga and cry a lot. How can you not be a fan of Jake the Snake? He's one of the all-time best wrestlers ever. Well, you know what? I'm in the Hall of Fame, and you're not, so I can, I speak from strong wrestling credentials. How many times did you actually wrestle in the ring, Mr. President? A few times, but that's the point. In other words... You've proven my point. I wrestled a couple of times and they were like, sir, you're a Hall of Famer. Is that how you look? You don't think maybe because your notoriety and putting you in the Hall of Fame would look good for the WWE? Do you think your your wrestling skills got you in the Hall of Fame? I think it was the the total package. I was the ultimate warrior <laughs> and some people even said I was Mr. Perfect. If you smell what Donald's cooking. Well, that's, that's the rock. Oh, the rock Obama. No, the rock. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? That's, that's the rock. That's, well, that I, can was smell, his. I can smell what, uh, what, uh, the Guatemalan lady's cooking outside and it smells like, Reheated McDonald's, my favorite. See, so you're a fan. Oh, uh-huh. of the Guatemalan cooking. Not really. Oh. Have you been still having your steady dose of McDonald's? We haven't heard about your McDonald's in a while. Well, uh, anybody who listened to the bonus episode, actually, this afternoon, I went for milkshakes at McDonald's with Ivanka. <laughs> Okay, so McDonald's game is still strong. You know how strong she is, and I love the commitment because she's, you know, she's, you know, in her late thirties now, or she might even be forty. But uh, you know, I love the commitment she now. What she does is for a challenge, she gets one of those beer helmets and puts two milkshakes, two thick McDonald's milkshakes in there, and puts the two straws. So she's, you know, she's she's like doing double the 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 the, the strong 
sucking. That's uh, it's, it's amazing. It is amazing. Um, I, this image in my head of her with one of those beer helmets <laughs> just won't disappear. Oh no, it's a very unattractive look, which is why I have her go. I get emotional. <laughs> I have her go to McDonald's in a thong bikini when she's going to wear the beer helmet because. This, I know we're bringing up uh, the last bonus episode and it gets you very emotional. I'm sorry. It's, you know, you've got to balance, you know, when a woman like that, she's, you know, she wears some clear heels, a white thong bikini and the beer helmet, because obviously it's got a balance. Uh, and I tell you, it's still, it makes me so proud and happy when I see her just sucking down those milkshakes out of, out of both straws. It's a, it's a beautiful, it's a, it's just such a, it's such a beautiful moment. It's a real champ you got there. Now, Mr. President, I want to, I want to hear what you you think about this news story. You know, A-Rod and and J-Lo broke up. They were supposed to. I do. The queen of Puerto Rico and (laughs) J-Lo. Well, that brings up, it, you know, calling calling A-Rod the Queen of Puerto Rico actually matches with this story. Do you know? Oh, I think he, I think he's Dominican, which is obviously the, uh, that's like the African-American part of Puerto Rico, which is, of course, located in the southern part of Mexico. I did not know that, but now I know. DR is in the southern part of Mexico. Strong. I call them Dominican Mexicans. <laughs> Okay. And they're different from Puerto Rico. You have to respect the different cultures, tech stuff. Okay. You can, you know, they don't like it when you, 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 you know, you've got to recognize that some of them are Mexican Mexicans, some are Dominican Mexicans, and other ones like JLo are Puerto Rican Mexicans. So if you are from Latino descent, you are some sort of Mexican. And a rapist. All right. Clear that up. Um, we're getting... they're, not, they're not sending their best, except well, for J-Lo and Salma Hayek. Well, when, when they broke up, A-Rod, and I want to hear what you think of this, because you, you, you care about the way you look, right? You're, I'm, I'm saying this in the nicest way possible. You're vain, where you care about your appearance a lot. You probably think this podcast's about you. Always bring it back to music. Now, A-Rod started a men's makeup line. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, Well, Mike Pence is very happy. I can (laughs) tell you that. Uh, You know, this is what happens when you have a sleepy Joe as president and a fancy pants Obama. You don't have real men anymore. You don't have tough, strong, powerful men. You have, they're called metrosexuals. I don't think that's, I think it's a little more extreme. I understand a metrosexual is someone who cares about fashion, cares about the way they look. But when you're applying makeup, and I've seen one of these commercials where they have a makeup for underneath your eyes if you have little bags underneath your eyes that's part of the men's makeup and i don't know what else is part of it i don't think men should be wearing makeup 
you know, have faith. Well, the, the radical left is going to attack you for that tech stuff. They're going to be saying, oh, he, you know, he hangs out with Donald Trump. So therefore he's anti men with makeup. Well, guess what? I'm very anti men with makeup. Okay. <laughs> I'm on the same page as you, Mr. President. Men well, should not be wearing makeup. You know, and Mike Pence isn't because him and mother think books are a thing of the devil. So they can't even be on the same page. <laughs> so would you, if A-Rod came to you, I know you probably wouldn't invest in the company. Well, now he probably does come to me now that you're telling me he wears makeup. He probably <laughs> sees me on TV and says, what a big, strong president. <laughs> would you ever think about if it made you look better and made your appearance look better especially um running for president again in a couple of years like, to like, wear men's look, makeup look my supporters they like me because i'm a strong man a traditional strong man not because i do any of the other you know my hair is all natural my skin color is all natural. I was going to say that. You do wear bronzer sometimes or some sort of tan. No, no, excuse me. Only for Halloween parties. But there have been pictures of, of you getting onto Air Force One where your neck is a different complexion than your whole entire face. Well, I wear suits. I wear suits often. And you only get certain sun exposure. You know, you ever wear a tank top? In the, in the summer, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I have a tan line. Right. You know, if I was, excuse me, if I was an A-Rod, okay? If I was a gay rod, <laughs> what I would do is I would, I would say, oh, put some of the uh, Alex Rodriguez neck foundation there so that it matches. That's what a, that is what a, a, a big gay Pence presidency would might do. Okay. Not a manly, strong Trump presidency. So you would not entertain, how about for payment? If you were getting a substantial amount of money. They'd have to give me a lot of money. How much money would you wear makeup for? Make Do the calculations. Please. Taxes owed to the federal government. And... Also, paying off whores <laughs> multiplied by 27 years, plus buying off judges. I would uh, endorse, as strictly a business proposition, the A-Rod uh, gay men's makeup <laughs> crisis yeah. for... $7.2 billion. Billion. Wow. Okay. So that's that's a far-fetched. Um, okay. I mean, there's a lot of calculations there. That's that's a very high number. I don't think um, I don't think A-Rod would be able to afford that, but at least he knows now how much, what, what your price is to wear the men's makeup. But imagine I did that because you're going to have the left. All the men on the left are going to be wearing the A-Rod makeup. But if I do it, guess what? All the men on the right do it. You double your clientele. Oh, yeah. I mean, he. I think he would see that money back for sure if you endorsed. Or if you did endorse that, 
and your supporters weren't ride or die with you, that maybe will make you lose your supporters. Excuse me. They are ride or die. Now, the only issue is, and I think this is a nice benefit, some of my supporters would commit hate crimes on the men wearing the makeup. And then you have a double usage because then you can do concealer. You can use A-Rod concealer to cover up all the bruises and cuts from the MAGA attacks. And now you're getting more sales. Well, you are always thinking as a businessman, Mr. President. Last thing I wanted to talk to you about today, another uh, pop culture news article. Do you know the Paul brothers? I think they, they blew up on YouTube, Jake Paul and Logan Paul. Do you, do you know who these characters are? Uh, I have seen uh, some of their work. I know they're like sort of pranksters and they're worth a lot of money, by the way. I think, you know, I think we might, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw President Logan Paul one day. Um, it's, it's possible. I think they are definitely um, multi, multi-millionaires. I would say, I think uh, for Jake Paul, I think he was quoted as saying he made $80 million on his last boxing match. Um, they box. Uh, Jake Paul has knocked out um, Kevin Hart. I remember he punched Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart. Nate Robinson. And uh, he, I saw it. That was Kevin Hart. Well, just because he's a small black man doesn't mean that he's Kevin Hart. But it was Nate Robinson, former NBA player. Played for the uh, Knicks. I'm sure oh, no, you read no, a couple okay, of Okay, excuse me. No, it was, uh, it was Gary Coleman. And <laughs> he said, what you talking about, Willis? And then got knocked the crap out of him. I don't, I don't, I don't think so but they they have a a huge enterprise they are uh multi-millionaires you know and it's pronounced millionaires multi-millionaires and logan paul is going to fight um floyd mayweather next month which i think is you know and you know what i call that matchup what do you call it cerebral palsy because Floyd Mayweather is such a smart guy, and then you're fighting a Paul brother, so we call it. See how I should? I'm like the Don. I'm like the the White Don King. That's what you should call the fight: cerebral palsy. It's not a bad, not a bad title for it. All right, all right, all right. Shut hey. up! Shut up, Tiffany. Hey, hey. Tiffany, that's hey. enough. Both of you. Tiffany, give Tiffany a treat. I knew she'd show hey, up to a podcast eventually. I'm sorry. There's a, there's an extra dog here this no, week. No, I know. There's um, Tiffany. I, I heard. T- I know Tiffany when I hear her. I can no longer deny her. She finally sh- crashed a podcast. <laughs> she finally, she broke into my house. And that's how she's getting on the podcast, by, by barking into the microphone. <laughs> if you, Stop it. Cash, stop. What if they're tech stuff? I don't normally don't like try to support you, but what if there's an African American on the property? No, it's my neighbors just taking care of their lawn. That's Whoa, all it with is. a hard R. Neighbors, <laughs> I guess neighbors with a hard R since it does. Yes, there is hard R neighbors. I guess yeah. I'm saying with the hard R. Stop it, both of you. Oh my gosh, my apologies, Mr. President. What I was Apology trying to say. Apology not accepted. Okay. Okay. Well. <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. 
<laughs> Do you think Logan Paul has a shot of actually being able to put sentences together after this fight? Well, it's a smart choice because uh, Frank Frank Mayflower is a Floyd very Mayweather. Don't respect Floyd Mayweather. He don't disrespect him. He's one of the. He's, in my opinion, the best boxer of all time. He fights a very defensive sort of. He's very quick. He's very defensive. So that's the kind. So if you're gonna fight somebody like that, it's better. That's why uh, Christopher McGregor fought Connor, Frank. Connor. Fought Frank Mayweather with a you know for their fight because at least you know you may not be able to beat him, but he's not really a knockout artist. You know, so it's a little safer to go up against him, even though you're you're gonna lose. You may not lose by knockout. I. I think that they they stopped the McGregor fight, and I think if it would have went longer, he would have eventually knocked him out. Um, I think Floyd Mayweather chooses not to be a knockout artist and is very finesse boxer where he tires people out, gets them frustrated, and basically hits them and doesn't get hit. I think that's a great strategy. You don't have to be a knockout artist to be the best boxer, but I do think he is going to tool up Logan Paul. I think he's going to show everyone that Logan Paul and Jake Paul, they should not be in the ring just because you've been training for three years as a boxer. I think he's going to tune him up, and I hope he um, sends a message that both Paul brothers do not get in the ring ever again. I, I don't know why. I, I can't stand I have a guys. feeling that Floyd Mayweather probably bet like $100 million, million on, on Jake Paul. <laughs> And, and then he takes a, a dive because I think he loves gambling more than he loves boxing. He, he, he does enjoy gambling, but will you tarnish your record and tarnish your reputation losing to a YouTube star? I don't think there's enough money to make him lose to a YouTube star. Well, does it count? Is it like count for his professional record? No, you are right. I think it's technically considered. So it an might be match. if we're lucky, this might be like Rocky four where the big white guy gets in there and murders the black. And then his brother has to vent, you know, well, I don't know who's Justin Bieber. Isn't Justin Bieber Floyd Mayweather's white friend so that Bieber could be like Rocky. And, and he goes to Russia with his fake with his fake pastor and they go <laughs> and they say some prayers and, you know, get tattoo sleeves. And all of a sudden, Justin Bieber beats the crap out of Mayweather, uh, beats, uh, beats the crap out of uh, Jake Paul in Russia. And then they meet with Bibi at the uh, Bibi Dojo. <laughs> well that is if he dies movie. if he dies he dies that was bb <laughs> talking to me about a preschool of palestinian kids oh, i think it's time to end the night mr president <laughs> and yes mr president i think we should end the podcast before we reveal more of my secrets that i'm telling you in confidence in israel <laughs> I like the the whole new. I think the Cobra Kai writers should definitely be listening to this episode because I think there's a future movie for them and a, a no, another season after this one comes out. Um, I thank all the listeners for always tuning in every single week. Um, check out our Patreon. We have bonus episodes. Um, tons of bonus episodes we have uh, movie reviews we have special guests on the bonus episodes we have live q a's um bonus episode went up yesterday where it's uh, the girl dad advice episode where you give me advice since i'm having a daughter this week you gave me great girl dad advice it's patreon.com slash mpga we had a ton of people sign up this past week and uh, there are going to be more announcements this year on the Patreon as well. So that's patreon.com slash MPGA. 
lot of stuff going on with the perfect tens. Our Patreon president did not show up for the last episode. So um, there's lots of drama going on and we're going to most likely have a new election. So please join whatever level is good for you. That's patreon.com slash MPGA and also sign up on the YouTube page, which costs nothing cost nothing be a subscriber for the youtube page and give a rating and review on itunes also costs nothing um mr president the floor is yours hello this is bb you know uh no hey guys uh hey guys i always feel like i'm donald trump here what's up guys <laughs> hey what's, uh, what's uh, the radical left sleepy joe biden sleepy joe biden is such a, a piece of shit guys uh <laughs> hey thank you for uh for sticking with us and yes, thank you to uh, several new people who signed up for the Patreon. Um, if you are a regular listener and you enjoy the show, uh, A, it's a great way to just support the show, but it's not in our makeup to just be like, support us, give us money. You get a lot of stuff. And if you've held off up until now, there is like a whole fucking other experience at least like 100 episodes. To right. To. Like there is so much um, great stuff over the last um year uh just sitting there waiting for you to enjoy so um if you can join at whatever level like jay said uh, it helps us but it helps you know we just want to keep giving you guys good stuff and keep you engaged um as far as me uh coming up just two two big sets of two big sets of shows for me in june um june 10th which i've mentioned on social media a bunch i'm headlining the hartford funny bone in connecticut uh, a very, very big show for me there. So if you are anywhere near Hartford, um, you know, I'd much appreciate it if you would uh, come to that show. And then June 18th and 19th in Levittown, Long Island, I am opening for Roy Wood Jr. of Comedy Central. So uh, links for those are on my website. Uh, as usual, go when you're done listening to this podcast, if you're not a listener of the Righteous PK podcast, uh, go check that out. And um also, hopefully in August, September, we'll be hitting the road for some for some dates also together because I'll finally be able to do stand up again indoors. So um, that should be a good time also. But uh, yeah, uh, everyone, thanks for listening. And, and if you're um, watching on if you're watching on YouTube, it is collect is getting darker and darker. I'm using natural light for uh -oh. these. So now it's like almost dark in here. So that's why I've <laughs> gradually gotten grainier and more Blair Witch Project-y. So thank you. Thank you, everybody. Good luck, Jay. Oh, thank you. We're all you. rooting for you. It's uh, You're going to be even more um, even more fatigued tech stuff guy. So everybody, let's let's join that. Let's give a review. <laughs> Do Let's something. join the Patreon to support well, my family. Something. Yeah, this week, <laughs> do something for us. Like if you if you really are tight on money, totally understand. Well, then go leave a review. Go leave a review and subscribe to YouTube. Those are the free things. And if you got some extra money, uh, come on, we're we're doubling the amount of kids affiliated with this podcast. <laughs> so good luck, Jay. And Thank you. Uh, God help us all.